Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It's snowing, sleeting, raining. It's doing all of the above outside right now. Most of the schools, pretty much all of the schools in the area, are either canceled or teaching from home today. And that's what my wife is doing downstairs. She's teaching from home um, because they didn't want to burn a snow day. They do a um, virtual day or a... um, I don't know what they say, like uh, flexible learning day or something like that, where the kids get on their computers. So, And a lot of the kids were actually bought computers back in 2020 uh, when we had a whole year of flexible learning. So, you know, we're, we're kind of benefiting from what we did in 2020 as far as uh, we don't have to have as many snow days and have school end on June 30th. You know, we're able to do the flexible learning thing when the weather's really bad like today. I mean, it's going to turn back to snow and it's going to be tough to just use a snowblower because in the middle of the snow is going to be ice, uh, which is coming down right now. It's like you see ice pellets like bouncing around. Um, When it gets to the ground, it turns into like a slushy mess. And then it's a layer of the snowfall, which just makes it, I'm not shoveling that. Let's put it that way. I'm not breaking my back out there. Uh, I do enough lifting at work, um, but we're hoping to flag down a kid or something to see if, if we can hire them or eventually our cars are in the garage. So eventually maybe we'll see someone with a plow, um, but there's never enough uh, trucks with plows because they're hired by commercial um, people to uh, plow the sidewalks and stuff like that, particularly now um, in the Christmas season. Um, pretty much every store is going to want to get their um, their parking lot plowed right away, you know, because the malls have actually been pretty crowded. I've been to the mall a couple times before work. And uh, yeah, I mean, people still go to the mall to do some of their shopping. Um, Target's been mobbed, you know, places like that. Walmart, you know, um, those places are doing pretty well. It hasn't really affected Wegmans very much, which is nice. We don't really sell anything that could be considered a Christmas present. Um, it's mostly just food. So uh, I'm kind of saved. From, we, we were busy around Thanksgiving, but I'm kind of saved from that, you know. But it's weird. Another offseason of the Pirates has pretty much done the same as every offseason of the Pirates, right? I mean, in the beginning of the year, Cody Duncan comes out and says, I'm confident that Ben is going to sign big name free agents this year. <laughs> you know, he's going to spend the money or something like that, he said. Well, the Pirates have been, with the A's and perhaps the Reds, one of the cheapest teams in free agents. Now, you could say that, you know, early on, they were active, you know. They actually talked to um, that one pitcher that used to pitch with the Phillies last year. He was signed by the Orioles, probably for about twice as much as the Pirates were willing to offer. Um, They were rumored to be on a bunch of starting pitchers. And they settled for Vince Velasquez, who wasn't one of the starting pitchers that was being mentioned because he's not a starting pitcher anymore. Um, He has an ERA of about five and a half as a starting pitcher. And the only team in baseball that would consider throwing him out there as a starter would be the Pittsburgh Pirates because they're unwilling to pay for starting pitching. And yeah, I mean, it's an interesting topic that we should talk about today because most people don't realize this. Um, especially the fanboys that have hope for this Pirates, uh, you know, waves of rookie strategy, is um, starting pitching 
why would you go out and pay for mediocre starting pitching? I'm not talking about Velasquez because he's not mediocre. He's horrible, right? But guys like Matt Boyd, why would you pay $10 bucks to someone that has had success at some point in his career but is very inconsistent as a starting pitcher? And the fact is, young guys rarely succeed at starting pitching. I mean, it, it is almost to the point where it's rare to find a rookie or even like a young three- or four-year guy that's a starting pitcher. Mitch Keller was actually one of the um, success stories. But there's a lot of guys like Mitch Keller that are really bad for their first couple years, and then they're just made into, into relief pitchers, you know? They're just not good enough to be a starting pitcher. And I would say like the majority of them, like 80% of the guys, just don't make it as starting pitchers. So clubs know, you know, particularly if you're trying to win, uh, clubs know that you can't count on rookies coming up and being starting pitchers. They were all starting pitchers in the minor leagues. You may try them out as a starting pitcher in the majors, but for the most part, they either fail or they become relievers, you know, 80% of them. And that's why um, teams are willing to pay for anybody who's a somewhat established starting pitcher, even if they're not one of the better ones out there. And that's why it was pretty rare that Roanza Contreras came out and had a really good season as a starting pitcher last year. He joined the guy from the Braves. Um, there was maybe, um, there was a guy that did really well for the Reds for a while there, but he kind of cooled off during the end of the season. I mean, the Reds are trying to throw out four young starters, you know, and they ended up winning the same amount of games as the um, Pirates. Even if you have this, this is something I see people on Twitter don't understand all the time. You know, even if you have a guy who was a top 20 prospect in baseball as a starting pitcher, um, you can't expect that guy to do well in the majors. And that's why I always say like, oh, the Pirates, you know, they're facing a rookie tomorrow. You know, they should have a decent chance of scoring some runs. And then people say, oh, yeah, he might be a rookie, but he's a you know, he's a highfalutin rookie, you know, he was rated this and that, and it doesn't matter, you know. Most of the rookies that the Pirates faced last year, they did better than they did against other guys, you know, whether it's highfalutin guys or not, you know. The um, Cardinals had a guy that faced the Pirates who was a top 20 prospect. Um, he didn't even go five innings, you know. It's just very difficult for these guys. And the, the Reds, the Reds, the Cardinals, I can't think because they're red. The Cardinals are not considering him as part of their starting rotation this year because if you want to be a winning team, you can't just count on a rookie starting pitcher coming in and doing well. Um, now, if your team like the Pittsburgh Pirates, who throws every young guy out there um, to a extended look, particularly if you're a first-round pick, or possibly not always to the second-round picks, to be honest with you, I mean, Gorski will get a, an extended look because he he's doing um, well. Um, the other who's the other second round starter? Um, the outfielder they had last year who really didn't work out, um, but he he did well in the minor leagues and he was a second round pick. You know, he's he got an extended look and he's going to get some more looks this year. Um, but in general, um, you know, the Pirates will give. Guys that they shouldn't give extended looks. You know, players that just aren't that good, they give extended looks to. 
And I'm just, I really used to like to listen to the podcast, but now that I'm exposed to what the Pirates do, you know, I can't listen to even Bucks in the Basement, you know, when they have Stumpy and the fanboys. Stumpy's like making his rounds, you know. He's a guest on NS9. He's a guest on um, Bucks in the Basement. He's a guest on all these fanboy podcasts, you know. And Stumpy, you know, his job, I don't know, I think he is kind of gullible. Um, but also his job is to push the young guys, you know, and he gets to know the young guys. So he's going to overrate them in general uh, just because he's met them. And he thinks guys like um, Henry Davis are guaranteed to be good, you know, even though they're not. Um, and and starting pitchers is even harder. You know, there's probably even less of a chance of Quinn Priester being the successful starter than um, Henry Davis being a successful starter, you know, that's how much harder it is as a starting pitcher. Now you can make it as a relief pitcher, but um, I mean, if anything, the Pirates have been um, somewhat fortunate that Mitch Keller was able to make enough adjustments, you know, albeit in his third or fourth year, to be a good starter. And you know, if they don't extend him this off season, he's going to be gone. Somebody's going to pay him good money, um, and because these starters are making good money. He's probably less likely to sign an extension with the Pirates with the kind of money that they offer. They've only spent like $12 million this offseason. And 6.7 of it was on a flip guy, a first baseman. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, there's no changes to what the Pirates are doing. <laughs> Despite this nonsense with the fanboys on podcast that Cody's letter to, um, to Bob Nutting actually bothered him, you know. And we were kind of laughing about it. After all these years, Bob Nutting's going to be concerned because Cody and shit wrote him a letter, you know? He doesn't care, you know? He's making money. He, what he thinks is a good contract is just completely delusional with what the market is. And the market's just getting worse and worse with 10 guys signing $100 million contracts in one offseason. That's a record, you know? Um, With... Three players being signed into their age 41 seasons. And we're not even in the steroid era. That's a record, you know. And before the year, when I was saying that Brian Reynolds um, will definitely get a five-year, $100 million contract out in free agency. And some of the fanboys weren't thinking he was worth even that. Now, the market has changed so much in such a short period of time that Reynolds is probably worth... 11 years, or maybe more than that, because that only takes him to age 38. He's probably going to get a 13-year, $270 million contract out there. I mean, nowhere near what the Pirates were going to pay him, you know? And I would imagine that there's going to be pressure on the Pirates to trade him, knowing that, you know? Just knowing that he's going to be expensive in um, arbitration, they don't particularly want to pay another year of arbitration. I would have to say that this is the year, you know, that, and I think the odds are in Vegas that he's going to be traded at this particular um, trade deadline. You know, they're going to get rid of him. If not, if he lasts till the end of the year, he'll certainly get traded in next year's offseason. And I mean, that was the biggest news of the Pirates offseason, if you're being honest, which the fanboy podcasts are not being honest. But clearly the biggest news, I'm going to hit up the vape. This is, 
Let me check here. This flavor is called Frozen Fruit Monster Strawberry Banana Ice. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't like to get the ice ones because menthol is um, a little worse for you. And I don't really need that cold taste when I hit my vape. So I'm not going to get any more menthol ones, I don't think, you know. Um, I think it affects my teeth, too. Um, my gums, you know, have been sore. And uh, I don't want to be... It sucks because I'm 54 years old and, you know, completely healthy in every way, you know. But the one thing that's not healthy is my teeth, you know. And I didn't have the best teeth to begin with, but I also don't take care of them that well. And I eat way too many sugary foods. And I really should change that. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to change that because I like eating candy and sugary foods and cereal and donuts and all that stuff. But maybe I'll get in the habit of um, brushing my teeth after breakfast because that's something I don't do. But nevertheless, something the pirates don't do is sign guys that want two-year contracts, that want $10 million contracts. I mean, the reason that they had to sign Vince Velasquez was that um, Ben Sherrington thought he was going to be able to sign a starting pitcher. And when he realized what the market was, um, and they couldn't afford any of these guys, any of the guys that fanboy media mentioned, particularly Cody. Oh, maybe they'll get this guy. Maybe they'll get that guy. Maybe they'll get this guy. Maybe they'll get that. They didn't get any of those guys. They got Vince Velasquez, a failed starter, time after time, year after year, to the point where 29 other teams consider him a reliever, and the Pirates are going to give him a chance to be a starter. You know, So they have him. They have guys like Burroughs and Priester, who, as I mentioned, you know, as much as I like those guys, particularly Mike Burroughs, it's very difficult to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues when you're young. So, I mean, be very, like, um, conservative with what you expect from them. Certainly, you wouldn't throw those guys out there and think this is going to be a good starting staff. I mean, I knew the Pirates were going to stink hitting-wise, but their starting pitching is probably going to be worse than they've been in three years um, for several reasons, you know, you don't have that guy that went to LA two years ago. You don't have, um, Quintana. You have Vince Velasquez, who's unlikely to pitch as well as those other two flip guys. You know, he's just never done it before. Whereas those other guys had shown flashes of doing well before, you know, but you can't get guys like that cheap anymore. The market has changed and people saw that Quintana did well for the pirates this year. So anybody that's had any success has been given, you know, money that, that's over the Pirates' budget, somewhere around 9 or $10 million a year for all these other starters. Um, so, yeah, you just can't count on a bunch of young guys, you know, doing well. And because you're not even going to have a decent um, reclamation project this year, you're going to have a bum. Um, I think the starting pitching is going to be probably as bad this year as it's been um, since 2020. Uh, and we'll have to see what happens, you know. I mean, you could have a bounce back year by one of the bums like Oviedo or Bryce Wilson or Zach Thompson. Um, but really nothing was showing that. It's not like those guys did well towards the end of the year. And you thought, hey, maybe this guy's going to turn it around, you know. Uh, it didn't seem like it. And those guys really haven't had any success as a starter anyway. So you really can't call it a bounce back year. Um, other than Zach Thompson had half of a good year with Miami. Um, 
And what are we going to get from Brubaker? He was 3-10 last year. Is he going to continue to develop as a starter? Which I do think he has the stuff to do that. He has swing and miss stuff. And he has called strike looking stuff. And he did increase his, start, his strikeouts last year. Um, even though, you know, Major League Baseball is a strikeout league. Um, and the Pirates struck out more than any other team. Um, Zach Thompson um, and JT Brubaker did get some strikeouts towards the end of the year last year. Um, Brubaker obviously performed much better. And we're just going to have to wait and see if he takes a step forward or a step backward. We're going to get a good idea with the first year of Rowanzi Contreras whether he is a decent starting pitcher or whether he um, comes back down to earth a little bit in his second year. Or C, is he going to be an injury-prone starting pitcher? Um, we don't know, but this year should give us a good example of that, you know, as he tries to go for 200 innings. Um, how does he hold up? How does he do? Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see Rowanzi Contreras this year. Mitch Keller, I'm pretty confident that he will do okay, you know. He pitched well for long enough that I'm confident that he's going to do okay. Um, but, you know, my biggest worry with Keller is uh, three months ago, I was saying on this podcast that he was the guy that the Pirates were going to extend in the offseason. But now seeing how the market's going, they better extend him awfully quick. You know, they better be talking extension with him now because he is going to um, start looking at what these other pitchers are getting. And he's going to realize that he could get probably like a $170 million contract. Even though he's a starter, he might get, and you know, starters don't get as long a contracts as position players. He could still get like a 70-year, $170 million contract. And the Pirates are probably going to offer him maybe seven years. Now, granted, a couple of these are arbitration years. But they're probably going to offer him like seven years, 75 million, something like that, you know, or at the highest, 85 million. So is Mitch Keller going to take a team friendly deal? Boy, I'm starting to think, you know, less and less chance that that's going to happen. We know it's Cruz is not going to take a friendly deal because, you know, of his ego and stuff like that. I mean, he's just ultra confident, you know, there's he and he really likes how people see him. He likes to trash talk. He likes to beat a man, you know. Now, he's not going to stick around Pittsburgh with a team-friendly deal. Um, so they might have to turn to Rowanzi Contreras because he's a guy that might consider it, even though they messed with him last year. And if they can't get Rowanzi Contreras to sign a team-friendly extension, they might have to go with Brubaker. Um, but they want Keller. It's just a matter of, is that going to happen? But, yeah, when I, when I listen to fanboy media for, like, less than five minutes and they started talking about Vince Velasquez if he was a, as if he was a legitimate player you know that's where I just had to tune out because every year they pretend that the Pirates are going to be better because there's a sliver of fanboys that will listen to all the podcasts but it's not as big a sliver as you guys you know there's a bigger sliver of people that are fans of the Steelers and the Penguins that they live in Pittsburgh but they know what the Pirates' gig is, you know? They know it's not going to change. They know Bob Nutting isn't going to care, you know? He's making money. He's running his business. He's having kids' day, you know? If he didn't figure it out 
when he looked at that kid in the photo opportunity that was wearing a T-shirt that said, sell the team, Bob, <laughs> he's never going to figure it out. He, he don't care, you know. So, yeah, this, this crazy Twitter thing going on the last couple of days that Bob Nutting is upset, you know, because um, Cody Duncan is upset. You know, that was not a real thing, you know. But anyways, I'm going to sit here and enjoy the snowstorm today. It's my day off. Hopefully my teeth feel better and my gums stop hurting. And hopefully I find out some, uh, you know, some way to um, better take care of my gums so they're less sore when I eat because I'm not dealing with this the rest of my life, you know. Peace out.